What is up, guys? Wednesday, August 5th, 2020, Freedom Sound Podcast. It's been a good week. It's been a really good week. It's been a hectic week. Um, Last time I was on, um, I was in the process of moving. Now I'm fully moved in. I'm getting to the point where I'm settled in. And that's always such a relief when you have a big change coming up and um, you get through it, right? And uh, yeah, you get through it and everything worked out exactly how it should have worked out um, because that's exactly what the universe had planned. I hope everyone else had a great week. Um, I hope everyone else is doing okay during these times, the best that they can be doing, practicing um, their spiritual path, um, helping other people. And, you know, it's hard to tolerate ignorance um, during these days. But we cannot fight ignorance with ignorance. Um, but we can have a voice. Um, we can have a voice for peace. We can have a voice for Black Lives Matter. We can have a voice for what um, our political beliefs are in um, our towns and our cities and our states nationwide. We do have a voice. Everyone has a voice. Um, and that is a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, there are some voices that are mean, that are ignorant, that are filled with cruelty and hate, and it's hurtful, and it hurts a lot of people. Um, I apologize ahead of time. I am not set up exactly how I want to be. Um, my mic, I just got my mic set up right now. Um, all the tech stuff. You know, you might hear some sounds in the background. Um, I apologize in advance for that. Bear with me. Things are getting situated. Um, we're at about 70, 75, 80% right now. We will get to 100%. And that is the beauty of this whole thing is that, you know, it was growing. There was change. Um, I moved. And it's still an amazing project there's no finish line because this is a journey a path and everything is gonna continue to come together how it should and a lot of that is so much because of the support and love i get from people that listen to my podcast um, from friends from family um you know, me and my best friend Brandon were talking the other day, and there's just a lot of good and a lot of beauty. Um, aside from the bullshit, um, there's a lot of good and and, and, and and endless amounts of beauty in this world, um, internally and external beauty. My prayers and love go out to the victims of the explosion in Lebanon. It is a tragic thing. It is a horrible thing. And I just pray that um, the people that did survive heal. These are sentient beings that deserve to heal. 
Um, so let's send our love and compassion to Lebanon, to Beirut. Um, and let's just keep these people in our thoughts. Um, I truly believe it is in the best interest of my listeners that I offer them a chance to have a voice when it comes to the material and topics that are presented in um, upcoming episodes. Um, It would be great if my listeners feel or felt that they could engage um, more so with the message that I present in these episodes. Um, So I am giving you guys the opportunity, if anyone is interested in certain things they want discussed or talked about, questions answered, um, I'm not saying that I have the answers to all these questions, but a discussion is something I would love to have. You can contact me, you can message me at freedomsound20 at gmail.com freedomsound20 at gmail.com and you can message me anything you'd like um, I don't care if it's it's related to what you want discussed maybe it's related to what you don't want discussed I can't say I'm going to grant you your wish in regards to what you don't want discussed because I'm the kind of person that really is going to express um, how I feel when I want to at any given time um, I've learned to do it more so in an appropriate setting, but I would love to hear your thoughts and ideas on what you guys would like discussed. Um, you know, I wanted to, this, uh, you know, it's beautiful about doing this uh, and being, being involved with my own podcast is that when certain things happen in the world, it not only brings inspiration, but brings, um, topic of discussion to the table and you know the the Lebanon um, tragedy had me thinking about you know I've I've trauma in my life um, that I've dealt with um, solely through well not solely but a, a lot I've dealt with it you know with with being on this spiritual journey um, therapy um, one-on-one therapy, um, which I was so against when I was younger. Um, Funny, growing up with a psychologist's father, I was against therapy, but, you know, that could have been my stigma towards um, psychology and therapy because of um, growing up with a psychologist. But, again, the Lebanon thing brought up... Let's see, there you go. There's... There's... um, Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Talking laptops. Talking, talking. The robots are coming. <laughs> um, yeah, so, as I was saying, the Lebanon thing brought up some thoughts and ideas on maybe being able to discuss a little bit about dealing with trauma and how un unsolved trauma, you know, carries on into our everyday um, the burden that comes with having trauma. Um, I do. I have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I suffered with night terrors for a long time. Um, I am on a medication for that. 
Um, other than that, most of what I put in my body is a naturopathic remedy. Um, so yeah, living with this trauma, um, and, you know, I'm not going to talk about this the whole time, but I think being someone that has dealt with trauma, being someone that has seen a lot of stuff that the average person can even imagine or begin to imagine seeing, that's why this way of life and this journey is so important because it clears so much of that that trauma out, right? It would be nearly impossible for me to live a day-to-day life without um, meditation, without my circle, my inner circle, which is very small but very powerful and not powerful in the sense of finance or authority, I mean, for lack of better words, but power in the sense of spiritual power. These people are very grounded, have amazing insight on dealing with situations that arise that could hurt you. Um, And yeah, so meditation I've discussed before, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that when it comes to um, using meditation in the healing form for certain traumatic events that have come up in your life. So I cannot remember who this is, but there is a, a Buddhist teacher that talks about um, meditation to heal the internal organs and this is beautiful and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um go over the argument of whether or not this anatomically makes any sense but i know in the spirit sense it makes complete sense and i know he goes on to speak about how there was a woman who had lung cancer and i know um You know, she'd smoked for years and years, and unfortunately, she went on to get this cancer in her body, and she, you know, somehow, some way, she got introduced to um, this teacher, this guru, if you will, and his approach to her dying Long was to sit and meditate on this sickness and picture yourself with a healthy lung, right? A nice, pink, clean, healthy lung. And she went on to doing this, and I do not know how, you know, medically speaking, if her body improved but her mind improved and her outlook on the cancer improved and everything that came with the um you know depression the anxiety of course um the fear uh, overridden by fear a lot of that ceased to exist solely due to the fact that 
when she pushed the lower self of voice aside and she was able to embrace this beautiful pristine image of a healthy lung and meditate on that which then carried on to her picturing you know a fully healthy body it helped her right it helped her completely and you know i will go back on what i just said because i said it probably didn't i i can't say whether it did or did not help her medically but if your mind is in order your body will follow right and i'm sure now sitting on it thinking i'm sure she was in less pain after this meditation i'm sure she was able to see that there is still a very light side to this whole situation and the power of meditation right the the healing power of meditation now I do not know the outcome of her situation. That was just an example. But that situation in itself can be used in the same form of healing trauma that we carry around on our hearts and on our shoulders. You can't fix or go back in the past and change a situation that happened because that's what sculpts us, right? I would not be sitting behind a microphone right now in this beautiful house with a sense of overwhelming peace almost if I didn't go through a lot of the horrors, trials, and tribulations that I went through in my life. Um, Now, sitting and when I say sit to sit, to meditate um, however you want to express this act but sitting and thinking of that traumatic situation and realizing that yes you might have had a part in the whole situation but this is not your fault because with a lot of trauma comes guilt shame remorse of course, fear that this this traumatic experience will replicate itself sometimes in the future. But it is so important to sit and meditate on the fact that you are a survivor. You know, there's also the aspect with trauma, depending on what the event was and, and what occurred, the survivor's guilt, right? For a lot of veterans, you know, or I could even go go down to like car accidents and things like this. Um, It was my job to protect them or why them and not me, right? And these are the things that come in the process. and this goes, you know, this carries on into the top, the topic of grief and grieving over lost loved ones and, um, you know, death in general. But, you know, these are all the things that come with trauma. So, in the meditation, one of them to sit and realize that you are not at fault. Um, now, 
if the situation, you know, excuse me, if you had a part in the situation that can be avoided in the future, by all means, please avoid it. Try to avoid it, right? But you don't always have a choice. And, and, and you know, regardless of the situation, right? Drunk drivers, um, women that have gotten raped, right? Molested, um, men and women, um, you know, are heroes, you know? Recently, the uh, anniversary of the Grand Mountain Hotshots here in Prescott, Arizona, when the 19 um, men, um, you know, about a couple miles from where I live, passed away during the um, Yarnell Fire. Um, you know, a lot of people in this town were affected by that. That was an extremely sad and traumatic situation for not only the loved ones of the family, but um, the town. And on that day, there is an energy in the air in, in Prescott, Arizona. So sitting, once again, and you know, realizing that you are not, you are not a victim, you are a survivor, but you are not at fault, right? Now, meditation is so powerful and it's so healing. And as my journey continues and, and as, you know, there's ups and there's downs, my forms of meditation change, right? Um, the, the way I meditate changes or goes back. It fluctuates, right? Because there's no right way. There's no wrong way. The only wrong way to meditate is to not meditate at all. Um, and... You know, everyone, everyone has the ability to, to meditate. You know, another form of meditation is the mindfulness of impermanence, which is another very Buddhist teaching, um, which if more people could, um, you know, bring forth into their daily living, there would be a lot more love and compassion in this world. The mindfulness of impermanence, right? Everything, or, or excuse me, nothing in this world or this universe lasts forever. Everything comes to an end. No traumatic experience lasts forever. There was always an end, right? So, with that being said through hard work to heal there is always an end to the suffering from trauma you know there is always an end to the suffering from trauma sometimes the speed of when that end is can be up to you um, I'm not saying to rush this process because if you are healing, rushing it um, takes usually takes a lot out of your healing process. But to be mindful of impermanence will ease some of that pain, right? Um, a lot of addicts and alcoholics, when get sober, um, 
you know, given whatever substance they were on, have to go through a detox. When I was detoxing, I had to... Now, this was hard because all I wanted to do was get that release from suffering, right? By taking a drink or putting a needle in my arm or whatever the case may be. But, you know, after a couple of days, I had to be mindful of impermanence. I had to remind myself, Stephen, you know what you need to do in order to be free of a lot of the suffering that you are amplifying with your mind, right? Because you are not right. Things are not in line right now. You are out of whack. You are out of tune. You are not one. Um, so I had to be mindful of the fact that this detox and these withdrawals will come to an end. You know, unfortunately, when they do come to an end, you are more clear-headed about a lot of the things you did while using and drinking. And that's, you know, the detox is not the hard part. Maybe it is physically, but it's the work that you put into play after the detox when your mind starts grinding its gears again and you start going and the fucking hamster wheel starts going and the trauma kicks in. Oh, this happened. That happened. Now what? What are you going to do now to deal with these things, right? And that's where these these techniques and these tools and these different forms of meditation come in. You know, the impermanence aspect. Everything comes to an end. You have a choice. Um, you know, walking meditations um, are, are a beautiful way to... You know, not live in that moment of what happened, right? A lot of people with PTSD, when they have a flashback, are quite literally reliving a situation that was triggered by some sort of external um, action. You know, with with vets, a lot of times it's, you know, sounds... um, You know, whatever the case may be, but a walking meditation, right? Um, Being present while you take steps, take 10 steps, each step count in and out. You feel the ground under you, you feel the breeze if there is one. If there isn't one, then maybe you you notice what's around you, um, or maybe you focus in on one thing, and it takes you directly into the now, and you aren't reliving what brought you all this pain in the first place, right? Um, Walking meditations. I was watching, this was a long time ago, but I was watching this Netflix movie about this, uh, I believe it was a, I'm not sure what form of Buddha. It it was a a Buddhist monastery in um, France, and they were doing these walking meditation practices. And it was beautiful because the monks that were living there would invite these outsiders to come to um, the monastery. And these outsiders and these monks would walk hand in hand as they did these uh, a walking meditations and they had their eyes open and it, and it was almost like it was a cluster of peace walking back and forth but at the same time there was so much mindfulness and so much it was it's it was an awesome movie i gotta find the name of that movie and 
um, so I can reference that, but it was great. Um, so yeah, things like that will take you out of what you had to relive, or what, excuse me, what you are reliving, um, and that's that's a good thing. You don't want to be stuck in that shit, man. It's it's, it's shitty. Now, my views, well, so I don't know, I could put this in a couple different ways, but my views on meditation are very, very open, so for me right now, talking about meditation and talking about ways to cope and deal with trauma is a form of meditation, because right now, yes, I might be bringing up aspects and pieces of the past, but I am directing them into this present moment, I am sitting, I feel my seat under me, I could feel the air, um, I'm talking about this moment. It, it to me, is a form of meditation. Talking to someone about meditation is meditation. You know, the big stigma of sitting like Happy Buddha with your legs crossed, you know, in the lotus position, hands resting on your knees, eyes closed, you know, and, and all thoughts and feelings in the world have been erased from your existence and you're at complete peace and one with the universe and hoop-da, hoop-da, all this la-di-da-di bullshit. That's a big stigma, right? Meditation is... You meditate a lot more than you realize you do, but a lot less than you should, right? Again... You meditate a lot more than you realize you do, but a lot less than you actually should. So, to take the action to actually sit or walk or do some form of meditation, um, that in and of itself is an enlightening experience. And you'll realize that as you continue to take that action, it doesn't become a chore. It's not a hobby. It's a medicine. And it's a much-needed medicine, especially for for these days, right? For all that we're going through as, as a world, it's a much-needed medicine. You know, um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that stuff, the trauma, trauma slash um, coping with it through meditation. You know, if you are suffering with severe trauma that's bringing you to a suicidal state, please reach out to someone. Um, please get help. Um, it's, it's so important that you have a voice. There are, you know, actually the suicide rate is increasing during, um, 2020 and that's horrible, but please reach the fuck out if you are in trouble and you need someone to speak with that can get you help. Um, please suicide awareness is not as high as it needs to be. And people need to be more mindful of the fact that a lot of people really are suffering and are hurting and need help. So yeah, that was a little touch up on the trauma stuff. So my parents were out here last week. As you guys know, I did an episode with my father. It was an amazing visit. So grateful they came out. I think I'm actually seeing them again at the end of this month. I don't know if I'm going to them or they're coming here. But... um, you know, during this time, 2000, excuse me, COVID-19 and all the other bullshit that's going on, it's it's close to mend any broken relationships, um, whether that be from, 
you know, addiction or, um, you know, fights or family feuds or whatever the hell is going on. Um, it's important to mend those things because times are hectic, risks are increased, um, and yeah, I think you can figure out the rest. I mean, it's just an important thing to do. Um, I, had a, I had a great workout before this podcast. I feel very like, I, you know, that floaty feeling when you work your ass off um, and then you 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 clean up, you, you know... You start relaxing and you just feel like you're floating. It's a beautiful thing. That's why fitness is so important. Um, it's so important to keep that ticker healthy during COVID. To um, you know keep that cardio going. Keep that immune system healthy. What you put in your body reflects on the way your body works and operates. You treat your body well. Your body will treat you well. Now, I'm not saying you're going to cancel out any chances of, you know, whatever kinds of illnesses and sicknesses come your way. But in a lot of ways, you will cancel out a lot of, you know, if there are airborne things or airborne illnesses or viruses or bacteria, if you have a strong immune system, your body tends to be able to fight these things off better. That's just a fact, right? Um, wear a mask. Um, I know there's a lot of studies being done that masks actually don't do shit considering the fact that the virus itself is a lot smaller um, than any mask could protect against. But, like Kyle Kingsbury talks about, and I believe it's his latest episode, is that, yeah, it's got to be his latest episode, is that if the community feels safer and you feel safer, you tend to be more at ease, of course, and you tend to be able to go about your day in a more helpful productive and compassionate manner if you feel that you are in fear and you feel you're in danger obviously that's going to reflect how you act you are probably going to be a little bit more of an asshole a little bit on edge so on so forth it's not hard to figure out so wear a mask you know it's it's it is important for those the people that don't feel safe to feel safe and you know what you might even you know feel more safe if you wear a mask the coronavirus count is extremely low in the county i live in yavapai county arizona but in maricopa which is the phoenix area it is extremely high my prayers are out to those suffering with this virus still. My prayers are out to those that are, you know, affected by the ignorance in this world. I mean, we all are affected. Some of us just act like it. it's not a big deal. But, you know, my heart goes out to those that are being ignored. Um, it's bullshit. Like I said in the beginning of this, we all have a voice. So, um... Yeah, a little bit more about where I'm at. You know, I just you know, I had that great workout today. The day's been good so far. Um, God willing, I just um, got a great opportunity working at a um, treatment center in this town. Um, 
doing what I love to do, which is work with other people, like-minded people that have suffered from very similar things that I have and giving them the opportunity to have a voice and giving them the opportunity to be heard because the importance of that is great. Um, I try to... Actually, I've kind of been slacking with... um, my morning routine I will never slack on the hydrating aspect but the last two morning oh my gosh holy shit the last three mornings I have not read or written I read last night but whatever I need to get back on that in the morning um yeah I think actually you know what? I'm gonna stop there I'm not gonna justify that it's something I just need to get on um because that is so important to me, and it's so important for my brain function and my spirit core. So, with that all being said, um, I have only been producing one episode a week. I need to change this. I need to up my amount of episodes I'm producing because there's a lot to cover, um, I need to lengthen the amount of time I have in an episode as well as uh, up the amount of episodes I do a week. Um, I believe Wednesday, which I usually do my episodes on, will always be one of the days I'm thinking a goodbye Friday, Friday farewell, as I've heard it said before in in another organization out here, um, farewell Friday or Friday farewell. Um, a little pump up motivation, inspiration, relaxation before the weekend. So we will be starting that, I believe. And um, it's funny, actually. Joe Rogan was talking about um, the response from people in the community and the social media community when social media, excuse me, the social media community um, when. You know, you have your ideas and your views and your podcasts and your episodes or whatever you have out there on social media. Um, I have recently um, boosted a lot of my stuff on Facebook. And people are haters, dude. People are fucking haters. And people will not like what you have to say or what you're trying to do. And you know what the best response to any of that is? Thank you. I hope the rest of your day goes well. Or something along the lines of that. Because in a time like this, do not fight ignorance with ignorance. You know what I mean? The only fights that go on should be in the octagon, the boxing rink, the mats, the dojos. That should, that's it, man. That's where all the good shit happens. That's where all the good fights happen. Not on social media, not in the streets, and not with evil words because that hurts a lot more than a punch to the head an evil racist ignorant slur or whatever the case may be is a lot more dangerous and deadly than a weapon or a fist be kind to someone today people show compassion love yourself love others stay crushing it stay fit Thanks for joining me today. It's been amazing. I hope you guys can continue or start 
to get on your spiritual path, practice your meditation, deal with that shit that's happened in your life. If you don't feel you have some, dig deeper, you'll find it. Thank you guys so much. Love you all. Stay crushing it.